Hi, my name is Jolene Sher. I'm an author. At the moment, I'm self-published with a dream of someone discovering one of my books. I have two completed books. One is called Ephenia, which is a novel, and the other falls into the world of self-help, which is the holistic entrepreneur. Join me as I ramble through my thoughts and write my third book titled, If Life's a Journey, What's in Your Backpack? And so the exciting journey begins. I am on my first chapter that I have not done any work on, just staring at the title and knowing that sitting and talking to you is the process that's going to get me to have this chapter unravel. It's called Navigation System. And for me, the most important thing to put into this chapter is shifting this entire mindset that in order for us to navigate through our lives, we need to have all of these goals and these plans. You know, when I started in, um, I suppose, the world of self-discovery, we could call it, it was a book had come out at that time and I'm not going to point because there were so many different books and messages and systems and and gurus who were talking about creating vision boards and having affirmations that you would just stand in front of the mirror and say every single day. And the more that that was pumped into the world, actually, the more chaos was created. And I think one of the big things that happened was when it really became commercialized and big celebrities on TV were starting to talk about it and talk show hosts would find the one person who stuck a picture up on their vision board and it just miraculously manifested within a couple of months or or at the exact time that they had said that it was going to manifest and it was going to come to reality. And yes, there are always those stories. It is so difficult for us to understand how the energy of someone else's manifestation works. But if anything's going to make you have an unpleasant journey in this lifetime, it's going to be falling into the trap of not understanding how important it is to have the right type of navigation system as you journey through this lifetime. The navigation system is not the vision board. It's not the affirmations that you say. It is not the goals and it's not the plans. That is exactly where the tripping up is coming. The navigation system is something that is so deeply energetic. So first we have to be clear that you understand what energy is and how the basic law of attraction works. Everything in life is energy. If we go back to what Einstein said, the real fundamental teachings, it is so important to know that like attracts like, and most importantly, that energy cannot disappear. It needs to be transferred into something else. And it's the energy with which you create something or do something that brings it to life. Therefore, if you're standing in front of a mirror and you're saying an affirmation, And I'm going to tell the story of how I went to a kinesiologist. He was really a brilliant man. I was so overweight at that time and deeply miserable also. And he consistently said to me, stand in front of the mirror and say, I'm smart and sexy. I'm smart and sexy. And your energy will shift and change. It took me so long to stand in front of the mirror and not say I'm smart and sexy and mean what I was saying. To stand in front of the mirror and see that when I said I'm smart and sexy, my energy wasn't lining up. I was literally hoping and praying that something would kick in within me that would make me feel smart and sexy. But energetically, I was not aligned with the words. It was only after I I got that. And I started to do things that made me feel sexy or made me feel smart. It's it's the complete opposite way around. 
we stand in front of the mirror and we say the affirmation and hoping that that affirmation is going to trigger us to do something that's going to make us feel aligned with what we're saying and it works the complete opposite. What are you doing first that then helps you to align with that affirmation? That's how the navigation and that's how the energy system truly works. And in knowing that, the first thing that you have to know is that if you can't put a vision board up where you energetically have the ability to align with it, it's only going to cause you chaos. I literally took my vision board down and burnt it because it was so not who I was. That navigation system was pointing me in a direction of this esteem that I thought that I needed to have, especially if you did a vision board a long time ago and if you've continued in the same energy of the vision boards where it was think so big, think as big as you possibly, possibly, possibly can and then even go bigger than that because you have the ability to create and manifest anything that you want to in your life. How big do you want to go? My first vision board, <clears throat> it had a boat on it. And the reason why that is so ridiculous is because I freaking hate being on water. I'm seasick if I stand on a cruise liner that's dead still and anchored down to the to the sea. If you if I look at a promenade, I'm gonna feel absolutely nauseous. But but I put it on there because it looked so pretty and I was so determined to have these big, bold, pretty things in my life. And a lot of times we don't ask the question, why do I want what I want? Why am I saying that affirmation? Why is it so difficult for me to attract this thing into my life that I need to repeat it over and over again? So that vision board is gone. I do have a beautiful board and I actually did it with an incredible coach who's guided me through the process because I believe that it doesn't matter who you are, you always need someone else to help you with your navigation through this world. We are not an island, we're not meant to be doing it on our own, we are truly meant to be journeying and getting support from other people and I have a beautiful board up that is just a reminder of the things that I can be and that I truly want to be. It's reflections of who I currently am and things that I can better. So there's a beautiful picture of this plate of vegan food and it reminds me of the health and wellness journey that I went through in order to be the person who can actually stand in front of the mirror and now say I'm smart and sexy. Um, it doesn't mean that when I step out into the world, the world sees me as, as sexy. I'm still considered to be overweight. I used to be obese, but now I just get to be joyously overweight. And it's, it becomes irrelevant when you understand that this navigation system is not all those things. And it is not the messaging that you receive back from the world. It's actually the alignment that you have with your deepest desires. So there is something so beautiful that I say every single day. And it allows me to open up to not knowing all the goals and all the plans, but absolutely knowing that because of the <clears throat> energy that I'm connected to within myself, I am aligned with my universe. And sometimes it looks messy. Sometimes it looks like things are falling apart. I'm, I'm doing this um, in coronavirus. So it's really important for me to tell the story of needing to close one of the divisions of my business down. And it's so amazing because I keep in contact with one of my ex-staff members and it was really difficult. I need to tell you that. I needed to retrench three staff members, add to the number of people who were unemployed during this time. My clients are so kind. They still keep in contact with me. But it was absolutely clear to them <clears throat> that they needed to cut costs. And because they needed to cut costs, I needed to urgently look at where I was and see whether I would have the sustainability. And my business partner and myself made a big decision. And the decision was, unfortunately, we wouldn't. But the staff member that I keep in contact with, and we check in on each other, she's been saying such beautiful things to me. And she's been saying to me, you know, Joe, I see a new authentically you 
expressing yourself into the world of social media. I can actually see how the business was, as much as you loved it, as much as you were committed to your clients and to all of us, I can see how there's a freedom that's come into that. And you've asked yourself the true question, who do I want to be? What opportunity has this brought up for me? And the reason why I managed to do that is because I say this, I am open and receptive to all that comes my way today, knowing that it is in absolute alignment and co-creation with my deepest desires. And my entire navigation system is my deepest desires. It's something that I know that I have within me, where my soul is aligned and guided. And the work that I need to do is to align my energy with what I want. Not my words, not my goals, not my plans, not the vision boards, none of that. Just the energy. And the reason why you do that is because the navigation system is so much bigger than the mind can comprehend. We always navigate our way through the world from our perception of what we believe we have the ability to manifest and create. If we are in low self-esteem, we will navigate in two different directions. We will go too big and want things that are too far-fetched that we cannot reach. Or we will go the other way and we will not see for ourselves the capacity that we do have to manifest and create. I said a big word. I said self-esteem. This entire navigation system is held together by the level of esteem that you have the ability to create for yourself. I'm literally sitting in a moment and I'm trying to figure out whether this is the chapter that I do this this massive work on self-worth and self-esteem or whether I hold it to the next chapter. So you're really in a moment with me where I look at it. My next chapter is supposed to be a part of this. I'm figuring it out with you and I see it now. The navigation system is exactly what I've described to you, the deepest desires. And in that navigation system, what is the navigation that we use? And we use the compass, which needs to be another chapter. I know that I need to do self-worth and self-esteem in this chapter right away. Good, so let's go. So, if you imagine this grand old tree, it's been standing for hundreds of years, and it's a massive oak tree, and you can see some of the roots have bulged out, like on top of the ground, so if you see that, you can just imagine how incredibly huge and massive this system is underneath the ground. That root system will hold the tree so firmly that literally a hurricane can come past and rip roofs off homes and destroy buildings, but that tree will stand. It might look absolutely battered and bruised, but it will be standing because that root system is so intense. And the intensity and the strength of that root system is known as your self-worth. Each one of us have a root system. It is a knowing within ourselves that is so deep, that holds us firm no matter what. Because one of the things, never mind the vision boards and the affirmations that have caused so much confusion and chaos, another thing that's truly caused a whole lot of confusion and chaos is what I call the positivity movement. And it's this, you must stay positive. It's this misunderstanding. Do you know that you can say, Something that is deeply traumatic, but the energy is right and it will move you in the right direction. You can speak your truth and say, this hurts. This is uncomfortable. This is not what I want. And it, the energy is the right energy to move you in the perfect direction. But we've been taught and pushed and continuously told to stay positive. And in that staying positive, we're not telling the truth. And our energetic system, the actual navigation system, needs to line up with the truth of who we are.
And the problem is the universe knows that truth and your soul knows that truth. And until you learn to surrender into the truth and move with the navigation of your deepest desires, not particularly knowing what they are, there will be chaos because life will need to drag you only into one direction. If you are fighting it, you know something is wrong. Life doesn't want to drag you. Life wants you to get to where you need to go because it is your worth. Your worth sits there. <clears throat> and your worth sits in, that, in those deep roots of the navigation system. But because of this happiness movement, we've been told to always stay positive. Don't, see ne- don't say negative things. Don't put negative energy into that. That self-esteem that we have is the part of the tree that's shown, that the world can see. It's the barks and it's the leaves and it's the branches. And if you imagine a true life trauma that's happened and come and absolutely knocked you almost off your feet, but not completely off your feet because that self-worth system is holding you there, even if you feel absolutely frail and nearly broken to a point of no return, that self-esteem is supposed to waver. We're supposed to get knocked around. We're supposed to get bashed around. Life is supposed to happen and we're supposed to be able to feel strong enough within the roots that we have that we can honor the way that we truly feel and that's our esteem. And it's so important for uh, to be a part of the navigation system. The esteem is linked to the deepest desires. You are navigated through life by understanding that you have these self-worth roots that are so deep and so connected that will always hold you firm and that as life moves you, you have the esteem that will say, this isn't feeling right. It's not the direction I should be going in. This is a dip in this is a dip in self-esteem. Why is it happening? It's happening because I'm not being authentically true to myself. It's not sitting right. It's not aligning to the self-worth that I have and then reminding yourself I need to move towards my deepest desires do I know what they are absolutely not but I know that I have the self-worth to be navigated towards my deepest desires and at that point I'm going to give a beautiful exercise on how to build up your self-worth It's a timeline that you create from as far back as you can remember. And you put in positive moments that have happened, but also negative, sad, scary moments that have happened in your life. So you put in the wins, you put in the losses, you put in the great finds that have come along in your life, and you put in the things that you needed to let go of. And then you ask yourself the question, what part of my character and personality got me through that? And for each thing, you ask yourself, what part of my character and personality got me through that? And then, because some of us really have a self-worth that has been battered so much that we've forgotten that we have any level of those roots, then what you do is you connect with two or three people who love you and know you really well, and you ask them the question, tell me the characteristics that you see within me that get me through anything. And then you create this beautiful list. I have had my list stuck up in my cupboard for nearly 15 years. It's never changed. Those roots are strong and they're absolutely solid. There's a part of my relationship with my physical, my relationship with my spiritual world, with the people around me, how I make money, how I interact with myself. It's deep reminders of of who I am, my strength in character. And yes, some of the things on the list, other people needed to give me because I didn't have the capacity to see it within myself. But if you can build this and then create this navigation system for yourself and understand that sometimes when you have no idea of the direction that you're going on in life, all you need to do is stop and pause and say, I am open and receptive to all that comes my way, knowing that I am in absolute co-creation with my deepest desires. You will get to where you need to go. It is the strongest and most solid navigation system that you can have for yourself. Another word for it is surrender, but I'm also now contemplating and I'm putting I'm putting surrender in to see whether it is an entire chapter 
on its own. I'm absolutely loving this. Please, if you are listening, let me know so that I can get the feeling of, although I'm absolutely doing this for myself, I know that people have encouraged me and when they've heard, they've said I'll absolutely absolutely listen. And so I would be grateful to know if this did make impact, if it's encouraged you to encourage me to carry this on, if it's made you a follower of my journey in any way. Let me know. In life, we all need um, some inspiration and some support. I'm going to say it again because I say it in this chapter. No man is an island. Take care. Stay safe in this crazy time that I'm creating all of this work in the midst of this pandemic. And I will write out this chapter and then be ready to chat to you about the next one. Just in case, for a really long journey... It suggested that maybe a compass is needed. You know that navigation system, we've learned to rely on the GPS, but then there's places where life might take us where those deepest desires don't even have the ability to kick in. You know, there might be days where it's really difficult to tap into that highest esteem or we struggle to even know what our deepest desires are to such a point that we could feel lost in the process. To be honest with you, everything that's happened during COVID-19 has really put a lot of people in that kind of position where for so long there have been goals and there have been plans and businesses have been running, money's been there to support the future and now all of a sudden a lot of it's been taken away unexpectedly. That can tamper with the self-worth and it's absolutely understandable. And the self-esteem can be at such a point where it's really difficult to be able to surrender into those deepest desires. Remember in the last chapter, we were really about opening up and allowing life to guide us where we don't have all of the affirmations and we don't have the vision boards And if we do have them, there's a certain openness to the freedom that knowing that the deepest desires are going to take us to a place where our esteem when we created those boards or said those affirmations is far beyond what we can imagine. So this chapter is about the compass, the compass that sits within us, that takes us to a place where even beyond our deepest desires, where we really don't know the direction that we're going on, where it feels like the navigation system is broken, how do we continue to navigate ourselves through our lives? You know, this, this process really came about for me when it was time to start to figure out why I was moving in the direction of the things that I wanted. I had already let go of the spa and the wellness center. And Greg and I were already in business and things were not going the way that we had hoped that they would go. I could honestly say that I was doing what I loved. I was, we were getting Lifeology started and kicked off and it was my opportunity to step into the world at that stage I was calling myself a life achievement facilitator which has over the years really transformed into the transformation coach and there was a struggle to know that my navigation was set I understood what deepest desires were um I had my self-worth list, but the clients weren't coming and work wasn't falling into place the way that it it should as the messages from the universe were coming through for me. Remember that all of this, you know, the concepts of the this understanding the self-worth and the deepest desires, this was really years of the hard work and meditation up until that point. And... I never, I'll never forget the process of really feeling lost and confused and even getting to myself like to this point of maybe this isn't what I should be doing. How do I teach people this when it's not actually working? 
Um, I've got the self-worth list, but where are the clients? Where's the money? Why is it not happening? Why is it not working? And to then get into a space of feeling that the meditations that I was doing needed to shift, the way that I was literally visualizing and seeing myself in the world also needed to shift. And this was the next layer for me. One of the things that I'd been doing for such a long time was visualizing what my life looked like. And in that, I would visualize, you know, being up on stages, talking to a whole lot of people. Um, TEDx is one of the big dreams that I have, especially to do uh, a global one. And this whole even though I understood that there were these deepest desires, I hadn't stepped away from this process of really visualizing how I wanted my life to look. And I got myself stuck in this visualize, Jodine. Visualize, uh, it's such an important part of who you are. And once again, the calling and the messages came to say, in this visualization, just make sure that you aren't limiting yourself once again to the level of esteem in which you believe you have the ability to manifest and create. And when I started to picture that and realize that, then something internally started to shift. And the big shift happened where I started to understand that it's so important for me to just get quiet and to allow and this mental visualization also became something that I could feel was not coming from the highest esteem. It was coming from a place of me not believing that if I energetically just move within life, I could and I would get to the places that I wanted to get to. But what do you move towards? That became the big question. There was a lot of lying in meditation and not knowing exactly where to move towards. And it was such a beautiful process for me. Um, I'm going to continue to say it. Imagination is the reality of the soul. If you give your yourself the opportunity to lie down or sit up, get quiet and then open up to where your imagination takes you and where where you go in that space, it really can become the portal for incredible messages, your connection to your universe in another chapter. We're going to talk about how it opens up to your guides, all of your guardian angels. But the thing is you need to believe what the imagination starts to send to you. And I'm so grateful that I really and truly do. So in that opening up and lying down, I began to have this really beautiful experience. The universe started to let me know that we are always moving in the right direction. Unless we ignore the direction that we should be naturally moving towards. Remember, this is in a space where maybe the deepest desires, you're really struggling to understand what they are. What do we all want? We want to be able to go through this journey, know that there's the ups and downs, know that life is not going to be breezy, even if we do all of this work, but know that there's something that we should be feeling within ourselves that we can truly use as a benchmark. And for me and for each one of us, we should be able to ask ourselves a really simple question. Am I happy? Does this make me happy? When you get yourself into a situation to ask yourself, does this make me happy? And it's so beautiful because I've learned that you can be in a frustrating, frustrating situation. You can be in a position where things are uncomfortable, but they're still underneath that exact moment make you happy and happiness then becomes that energetic force that guides us and moves us through the journey 
So when you pull out your compass and you start walking and journeying through life, just close your eyes and imagine the compass that's in your hand. And you can see east because that's where the sun rises. You can see south. You can see west. And the place where it says north, instead of it saying north, it says happiness. And if you feel absolutely lost, confused, frustrated through life, if you imagine taking out your compass and saying to yourself and to your universe, I'm open, I'm listening, I am being guided, I am moving towards my true happiness. It's so important, just the same as knowing that there's a true north and then there's a magnetic north. It's so important to know that there is this magnetic force that could be pulling you, which you think is the right thing, which you think is the exact direction that you should be going on. But when you move yourself towards your true happiness, and this is absolutely energetic, and this is a place where, you know, there's this big word, surrender. It's so beautiful to be able to say, I surrender. Because when you say, I surrender, you are stripping away a lot of the mental processes that are holding you back in this, in this journey. But when you say, I surrender, and I am moving towards my true north, you really open yourself up and allow yourself to see where you are. Now, this is the trick. The trick is that you first need to see where you are and see if you might be energetically off course. The universe the entire time is only knows how to move you towards your true north. That's just the bottom line. And it is exactly as an adventure would be, that you can see the map and you can know that you're moving towards true north. You can even have a vague understanding of what that destination is, but you have no idea what that path and journey is going to be about. And maybe to get to true north, you have to kind of go west for a while. And if you tug and tug at that direction and you go against the energy and you, and you don't move around in the way that the energy is trying to flow, to like send you on, you know, you could think that just heading directly to true north is such a good idea. But you need to take that detour because that detour is the key that really and truly holds you to point you in the right direction. This is all about flow and all about surrender. It's such an important part of the journey. You know, um, I can feel with, with COVID the, the space that, that I'm in at the moment where I'm, I'm not sure. And I can feel the uncertainty. And the only time where I feel settled once again is when I fall quiet and I remind myself, go into visualization, hold my compass and imagine myself walking in absolute surrender with everything that I have along my journey and saying to the universe, Guide me, show me, I'm open, I'm listening, I'm moving towards my true north. And there is this magnetic pull to pull me in directions where I feel like it's right, but it's not 100% right. And the thing <clears throat> with this journey, the thing with this entire life journey, is that we actually get the opportunity to change our minds at any point. Oh, I wish that more people knew this and I actually wish that I trusted myself more on this because I would definitely do more things. I would definitely be more bolder if I allowed myself to be brave enough and know that I could change my mind at any time. I get kind of stuck in the commitment that I made to people or the commitment that I made to things or I put money in this and I, and I really can't just shift my decision too easily. But actually we can. We're allowed to. We've got to look at the way in which we 
committed to something or to someone and we've got to make sure that we are fair in the way that we change our minds um but we are absolutely entitled to change our minds and in that changing of the mind it's the opportunity to surrender and to see okay if i step a little bit in this direction then what happens to that true north? What happens to that happiness compass? Where where does the energy take me? So many people are literally walking and walking and this internal compass is saying, that's not the right direction, that's not the right direction. And a little bit of surrender and a little bit of letting go of these goals and plans and, and visions that we had for ourselves that could, have really been created in the wrong esteem is just going against the direction we should be moving in. So where is this compass? Where does it sit? You know, we have this entire energetic system and some people might, you know, think, oh, well, it's absolutely sitting in the mind. It's definitely not sitting in the mind. You've got to remember that ego is sitting in the mind. Ego is is um, kind of like that that chariot that thinks that it's got the horses and thinks that if it whips the reins, you're going to move in that direction. And it doesn't even really sit in the in the energetic system of the third eye. For me, the third eye is more the the consciousness and the ability to see life differently. But it isn't the guiding energy. It isn't where the compass sits. The compass really sits in your heart. It's so important. You know, I'm surrounded by a whole lot of people who say, don't listen to your heart, don't listen to your heart, you've got to listen to your head. I've been in business for 22 years and the whole message is don't listen to your heart. Don't listen to your heart. It's going to move you in the right di- in the wrong direction. You need to listen to your head. Take your heart out of it. Wow. That is really bad. Um guidance when your guiding system even when it comes to money finance business decisions actually the place where that compass sits the place that knows what true happiness and what what true north is does sit in your heart it's it's not this fluffy broken part of yourself that is all woo woo and mushy and moving you in the wrong direction it's this all-knowing part of you that allows ego and mind to step out of the way that is connected to the entire universe, the sole choices and decisions that you have. Even if you are in a corporate decision, your, your mind might have all the logic and might think that this is exactly what you need to do. But the heart is the place that absolutely knows and would message the mind in the right direction. You know, a lot of this this work that we do on this journey is to get the messaging through the body to work properly. The, our our messaging system is so broken and needs and needs to work. And while the ego is, is like really thinks that it has the reins, it's not taking direction. It's kind of directionless. It's just whipping these, you know, these horses on the chariots and just saying move and the direction is chaos it really could be heading you in a place that makes no sense at all and to get the ego to trust that this energetic compass is what's absolutely best for for this life journey is so important to understand so when I do this with people I literally get them to sit down or lie down and Breathe until they feel themselves in a place of surrender, absolute openness and surrender, and then to imagine taking their heart, their their compass out of their heart and looking at the compass and seeing east and south and west, and then when they look where it says north, where it then says happiness, and then to hold that compass and to energetically and opening up in imagination to say, I steer my, I allow myself to move towards my true north. I am open and ready to surrender to my true north. 
and then to imagine walking and walking and I'm not even going to tell you what it's going to look like where you walk so that you really allow yourself to energetically start to shift in the right direction and this chapter is going to end with a warning and the warning is that you could have been following magnetic north for so long where you think you're moving in the right direction or you could have allowed ego to really take the reins so you're fighting that direction too and things need to shift and change in order for you to get back on track and then I'm going to tell the story about how I really got into this work and I got into this work when um, a book came out uh, that was all based on the law of attraction and how you have a vision board and you and you you create affirmations and in that it was the opportunity for universally and energetically the the universe to show people right if you really want to do this work you've got to get on track so the first thing that you got to know is that if you want any of these things you have to get to you have to start moving in the direction of your true happiness. And I was doing Reiki at that stage and I had study, studied my tarot and my numerology and I was starting to offer this to, to people. Um, I still had the wellness center, so my I was moving in the wrong direction. And people were coming to me and they were so irritated, they were so frustrated they weren't trusting the process. I was I remember I was doing um courses, archetype courses at that stage. So I had a whole lot of students at one time, different classes. And <clears throat> my mom was in one of the classes and there was this um woman who was in the class and she was married and she had been hinting that she wasn't exactly it wasn't that she wasn't happily married, but she she had these visions and these plans for herself. She was beautifully shamanic and she really wanted to um, offer shamanic treats, uh, retreats and, uh, you know, guide people through their shamanic processes and journey. And uh, her husband was like, no, I particularly knew, you know, when we got married, you said you would be a housewife. We've got these children. That's your job. You know, there's homeschooling. That's what you need to do. And then she was also trapped in some of his office work, which was interesting. And she wasn't doing any of the shamanic work that she she really passionately loved and enjoyed. And when this book came out and everyone then started to shift their energy um, and kind of say to the universe, uh, show me that you work. Because that's what it, it just collectively and universally did. It basically just said to the universe, show me that you work. The universe was like, sure, absolutely. So the first thing that we need to do energetically as the universe is kind of move you from what you think your happiness is to what your true happiness is. So that's not right in your life and that's not right in your life. And chaos kicked in. And her chaos was that her husband cheated on her or had been cheating on her for quite a while and these affairs started to come out and she was absolutely pissed off she was so angry she was angry at everyone and including this irritation and frustration and anger at me and I remember my mom being upset with me in the lessons because I was trying to explain to them this is exactly what it is in order for you to get what you want you might be completely in the wrong direction. So this relationship might be completely wrong. This marriage might be the thing that's holding you back. Um, I love my mom. My mom and dad had a beautiful marriage. They were together for over 40 years and uh, until he passed away, which was really so beautiful and special. And let me tell you, it was rocky. There were many times that I wondered how they stayed married, but they got each other and loved each other. Um, but not all marriages are made to last. And, and this was the messaging that I was giving as a teacher. And I was saying, you've got to ask yourself, 
what is your true north? And then if you really want to do this work, and I had just started it. I mean, my language wasn't even this. I, I wasn't, I hadn't done the happiness compass yet, but I was just in the space of knowing that a lot of people thought that they were moving in one direction and it was the right direction. And as soon as you say to the universe, right, send me in whatever the perceived right direction is, that sometimes you're really moving in the wrong direction. And you need to then, you can't fight the compass. Like you can't fight the compass. So kind of if you're holding this book and if you're reading this book, then then this chapter does just let you know that you might be on this trail and you might think that this particular path has been right for so long, but if you're really going to surrender and if you're really going to take this happiness compass out of your heart and know that there is this magnetic north that's tugging you and then there's this true north that's really guiding you, that some things might need to shift and change in order to get you on the path. But I do promise you that you are equipped for all the shifts and the changes that um, that are going on. And that is going to unfold in the next chapter. That was really cool. Thank you. And I'm excited. It's a Monday morning. I'm nicely on track. And I'm going to sit down and get writing. Have a beautiful day, whatever you plan to do. Or sleep tight if you've listened to this just before the end of your day. I've had a couple of friends on my timeline post about COVID insomnia which is a real thing a lot of people who haven't suffered from insomnia before are definitely suffering from it either the inability to fall asleep or you fall asleep wake up at irregular hours and then really struggle to get back to sleep I am lucky that I'm not a great um, sufferer of insomnia but it definitely comes in waves and I have a belief system about our inability to sleep and when it happens. So I honestly believe that our ego knows what happens when we sleep. The ego is the part of us that needs a lot of nurturing. I will do an entire podcast on how we are treating our egos so incorrectly but our ego needs to know that whatever we do we are going to be safe and protected and doesn't want us to do anything big and bold and that's why the fear-based stuff is always linked to the ego soul on the other hand knows that we are brave and strong and really have the ability to do things in our lives get our mental space right where we don't have to figure all the plans out but if we had to shift ourselves energetically we would be able to align more with the universe and everything around us does have the capacity and the ability to change ego doesn't believe that so much and in our time of sleeping our mind steps aside it falls quiet and then when the mind steps aside so does ego step aside and soul and this rejuvenation that we have within the time of sleep really connects, like kicks in. And at that moment, the very moment when we wake up, we actually are in full connection with soul. So we are whole and complete and know that we are brave and strong and can make a change and do something different from the moment we wake up in the morning and think differently and be differently. But ego knows that that's coming. So immediately ego jumps in before we even have the ability to really think that. So when ego knows that it's time to sleep, that's why the mind rattles on and on and on. Because ego knows that sleeping is not a good idea. You could wake up braver, bolder, more rested and might put yourself at risk. So I do not have a technique that I can give you that I have created myself. Um, I use one that I have used for a long time and it's a form of meditation called yoga nidra. It's so beautiful and what yoga nidra does is first of all it's very important to listen to a couple of options and find the voice of the instructor that you really like and work with best because it's this process where your mind 
needs to quieten down and just literally listen to this spoken journey that the yoga nidra practitioner takes you on that's what's so incredible and important about it you might find one where it says lies flat on your back in a pose called corpse pose but you don't actually have to do that you can get into the nice comfortable position that you use when you fall asleep like get yourself really comfortable and the point of yoga nidra is to let the practitioner take you on this guided journey and it's so deeply guided that the mind has no option but to be distracted fall into calm fall into a space of peace and then eventually fall asleep i've given so many people yoga nidra to use and 90% of them come back and say to me it's definitely worked so give it a try i'm going to put the links um in the comment section for you so that you can have a youtube video option and then you can also have a podcast option what i do want to tell you is that in the yoga nidra they're going to ask you for a sankalpa and that is an i am statement so you can use yoga nidra for manifestation and state something like i am bold i am adventurous i am ready for transformation within my life but when you're using it for sleep, you can say, I am ready to sleep. I am ready to be well rested. I am ready for a good night's sleep. You can say something like that. They're going to ask you to say it three times. If you're going to do this practice over and over again, then repeat the same Sankalpa all the time so that your mind can truly connect with this I am statement and then the knowing that sleep and rest is so important if you try and use yoga nidra and you still struggle to sleep please reach out to me because i honestly believe that it stems from this fearful space where the ego is and as the transformation coach there is a lot of ego work that i do in guiding and supporting you in how to build a strong nurturing relationship with ego so that you can settle it down and we don't live in this awakened space of being so afraid through the day so that by the time it comes to night we don't have the ability to sleep i really hope this helps and i wish you restful nights <music>